0: Welcome to Studio RC. My name is Max and I am an an alcoholic and I just wanted to wish you a happy new year. As we enter into 2024, uh, all things new. We're going to continue in our series, all things new. This is the second uh, part. Uh, last week we did part one and um, this week we're going to talk about transformation and so last week we had 12 minutes probably went a little over 12 minutes but we're going to try 12 minutes again 12 and 12 to give us that 24 uh, minutes into 2024 so uh, we'll do with that and uh, I'm going to put the 12 minutes on the clock and away we go the the beautiful thing is the Holy Spirit is not just for salvation but transformation and I think that sometimes as as people of faith we can we can lose that plot and we can forget about that now explosions like a firework or something they can be spectacular and they're beautiful but they're short-term the sustained controlled burn has a lot more staying power. And as people in recovery and people of faith, we don't want that big explosion and then everything to go away. We want that controlled burn with staying power. We don't want to just be a flash in the pan. Or we want to make a difference in this world over time. Uh, Whether it's be an old timer, uh, an elder statesman, uh, we want to bring encouragement and wisdom to the situations we find ourselves, we want to last for the long haul. Um, we don't. We don't want to just have that spiritual transformation, that spiritual awakening, that salvation moment uh, for heaven, and then not do anything with that. We want that power to continue to transform our lives. Um, sometimes people talk about this 10, 11, and 12 steps as the uh maintenance steps and i i heard someone share and call them the growth steps i like that for our purpose today we'll call 10 11 and 12 the transformation steps because those steps as we continue to engage them continue to help us to transform and grow in our faith and in our recovery and so um that's a great way to live where we're still growing where we're still learning and uh, we're not stayed in the way that we do things. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And whether uh, it's as a, a person in faith, but especially it seems very stark for those of us in recovery where a new life has begun without drugs and without alcohol and the difference is night. And day Um, for us as we as we are in this journey and as people of faith what does it mean to be a Christian that's kind of a big question but as a recovery church uh, we probably should defining define that but being a Christian means that God changes who you are God changes what you do and God changes what you think and I, I think Um, Again, as we look at the steps, the step positions us very well to experience all those things. Changing who we are, that personality change, changes what we do, what we think. Um, There's this wholesale change that takes place. Being born again does the same thing as as, uh, someone who comes to Jesus right at first and they experience That change, and they're reading uh, the scripture, and they can't get enough of it, and it is they're they're just consuming it as quickly as possible. Um, When we have an encounter with God, we experience transformation. Um, We become a new person. It tells us in Second Corinthians five fifteen, a couple verses before that, He died for everyone, so that those who receive His new life will no longer live for themselves instead they will live for christ and who died and was raised for them and again this is reinforced by the steps excuse me each of the steps in recovery as we do the steps are to position us to be more useful to god and to others each and every one and this scripture says it's so that those who receive this new life they're not no longer going to live for themselves, and that's that's truly what recovery is all about. We live for God and others. God makes it clear that transformation is possible not because of anything we have done again, first step we've established am powerless i can't do this, but because of what God what Jesus has done by his death and resurrection as people of faith, it is the central part of our um our transformation and then God shows what transformation is anyone who belongs to Christ has become this new person there's there's a, a new thing about them I think the same for those who have experienced spiritual awakening in recovery they're different they're new there's a something about them the word translated new person means to make or create something which has not existed before as a, a new person in recovery I felt like a person that had never existed before. When I, I had removed the drugs and the alcohol, and I was experiencing life, and I was helping people, it was, a, it was a brand new experience. It was a different experience. Paul further illustrates this by saying the old life has gone. The new life has begun. And, you know, it, it really plays itself out. Uh, the sins that once controlled us no longer have hold of us and you know we look at addiction and our our uh, how that controlled us and it just doesn't control us that way um, another interesting word in the scripture is the the word be, begun it means it's something that had had a beginning but it's also a process it's not just a singular point it it, it began it, it, it begun it, it's it's started and going. Um so transformation is both an event and a process. Um a spiritual awakening, being born again. All of those things are an event but also a process that continues. Again, uh for those in recovery, we look at 10, 11 and 12. Uh for those, you know, uh who've experienced that born again experience, it's, that's continually being more trying to mold our lives to be more and more like Christ. And part of transformation Paul tells us in uh, verse 18, is all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Transformation, let us not, as, we, as we're as we entering into the new year and we're, we want to experience transformation, do new things, remember, transformation is a gift from God. It's not a gift of something we do. When we experience change, we want to give God the credit and the glory. If we, and if we accept the gift, there's also some responsibilities that come with that. Um, Jesus replied in John 3 3, I, I tell you the truth. Unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. It tells us in the big book, we were reborn. It uses very similar language. Transformations mean, means that we're not the person we used to be. Um, you may may not be who you should be, yet. You may not be who you want to be, yet. But thank God you're not who you used to be or who we used to be. Transformation means our old life is dead. The slate has been wiped clean. What you did before doesn't matter. What you said before doesn't matter. What you thought before doesn't matter. And the beautiful thing is the steps If any of those things caused pain or problems, we'll have the opportunity to make those right. But those don't matter in regards to our transformation and new life. Taking care of them and and any of those hurts uh, is part of that. But it doesn't matter in how God sees us and how how God transforms us. It's not because of those things, Um, but in spite of those things, God transforms us. And that transformation means that we have a new life. This new life has begun. We have a new start, a new heart, a new purpose, uh, just a new life in general, Um, which is exciting. It's exciting to have a purpose. Um, This transformation changes what we do. Um, God's love and mercy and grace helps transform us um, and allows us you know now that we know the grace of god what are we supposed to do with it it tells us um in romans 12 1 so and so dear brothers and sister i plead with you to give your bodies to god because all he has done for you in other words give everything over To give means deliver a person into the control of something else. And that's interesting because that's very similar to the language when we talk about give our our life and our will over to the care of God in step three. And so that's a process we give over um, so that we can uh, live that out as a response to the grace and the power that God has. When this transformation takes place, we no longer look to please ourselves, but rather How we can please god how we can connect with others we we carry the message in all our affairs and and we we uh carry the message to to alcoholics and to anyone who needs that hope and encouragement everything we do changes where we go has changed what what we do changes how we spend our money changes what we see as important changes all these things have changed in our lives um we talk a lot about people placed in things you know no longer do we hang out at the bar or you know we we're hanging out in musty church basements Um, and what we do changes meetings instead of drinking helping others and and serving rather than only looking out for ourselves how we spend our money changes you know when you you take away that money that we used to spend on drugs and alcohol all of a sudden we you know we find that we have more resources than we thought we had um and what we see is is as important changes getting high getting the next fix impressing that all those things sort of lessen as we have a contentment and a peace about life and we our purpose sort of our purpose shifts um paul goes on to say let them be living and holy sacrifices the kind um that God will find acceptable. As we carry that message, we're living and holy sacrifice. We become this sacrifice. Um, the Old Testament sacrifices were to be spotless, without wrinkle, weakness, or defective. It, it was supposed to be perfect, be set aside for God. And so in some ways, we've been set aside by, by God and for God's purpose. Um, one of the ways we can change is to pray is to change. Prayer is a central avenue that God uses to transform us. The closer we come to the heartbeat of God, the more we see our need and the more we desire to be conformed to Christ. Um, We see that in the seven-step prayer. um, And again, how we can be useful. Um, We see that in the 11-step prayer as we continue uh, to hear the will uh, of God. The truth is and if you've experienced this being in god's presence changes us we cannot be touched by god and stay the same we cannot be touched by god and do the things we used to do when we're touched by god what we do, what we do changes being in god in god's presence Changes our desires, what what we look to. When we come to Christ, we're not the same. When we come to Christ, things we once value are no longer become no longer important to us. Now I just I want to point this out and throw this out real quick um, about hobbies because I think uh, many of us have hobbies and passions in life. And one of the things that I have learned, if you have a passion for something, and it does not displace god and it's not sinful then it's probably of god if you like to garden if you like music if you like art if you like taking walks in the in nature you know as long as it doesn't displace god and it's not sinful i think those things are of god and so as we, as we get sober, we have this new time and, and we can even explore, maybe take a new class, maybe take a pottery class, take a poetry class. I don't know, but like take a cooking class, but doing things that God has given us passion about, that we can connect with others about, that we can show our love through. I don't think those are mistakes. Um, so I do encourage you, if as, as someone in recovery and you discover new things about yourself, if they don't displace God from being the number one thing in your life and they're not sinful, I'm going to venture to say the passion that God has given you, whether it's sports or something, is from God and can give glory to God. So um, when we come to to Christ, doing and obeying God's will becomes the thing that we value most. And that includes some of those activities. I just, I throw that out. Um, As a result of being in God's presence, it changes what we do who we hang out with um, what you know what we used to do doesn't seem to matter anymore we don't we don't miss you know hanging out at the bar with friends that were ended up only being superficial superficial or uh, some of those old uh, people places and things and as we uh, as we land it, we I think we overshot the 12 minutes by a few moments here but um, the final thing that I just want to encourage you is allow God to change how you think and the way you think. Paul tells us, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And, and that's very much as described in the spiritual awakening and the, in the, the appendix in the big book about that personality change. The word transform means to change the essential form or nature of something. It is a change at the core of our being. How does this happen? Transformation happens by allowing God to change the way we think, the things that we do, and the way we interact with others. God not only transforms our our person and action, but he even changes our mindset. Um, He gives us a new way of thinking. And uh, I'll just share this last thing and then... uh, call it a day here but um if you're a negative thinker um you might find disappointment in the future and as you're looking at the future you're you're looking uh at things negatively uh you know the epitaph on a negative person's headstone ought to read i expected this (laughs) um this kind of thinking can be really uh derail us and i i came across this little thing and i want to make sure i share it and i know we're in overtime a little bit uh but it tells us uh listen to this this little plaque that i had seen and um let it impact it says don't look you might see don't listen you might hear don't think you might learn don't make a decision you might be wrong don't walk you might stumble don't run you might fall don't live you might die and i would like to add one more thought to this depressing list don't change you might grow we don't want to live a life like that we want to uh go from seeking to feeding our flesh to allowing God to feed our spirits. Instead of putting ourselves first, we want to please God and look to serve others. God wants to transform you as you go into 2024. and Whatever day or month or year you read or see this, God wants to transform us. Change who we are, change what we do, change what we think. And this transformation, it's both an event and a process. We don't all of a sudden wake up and everything is different, but sometimes it is. That's the beauty of the process. We don't always understand or see the process. And then when we're in the midst of it, things have changed all around us. But know that it does take time. The question as you are going into 2024 is, what does God still need to transform in you so thank you for coming to part two of all things new and listening to some encouragement about transformation about your faith and about uh uh, your recovery Uh, again we thank you for joining studio rc we pray blessings for you and your family and uh, as you enter this new year we do encourage you subscribe like the the uh the podcast, share it with others, make comments, uh, just helping with engagement so that we can get the word out. We can encourage people in their recovery and in their faith. So thank you so much. God bless. And we'll see you next time here at Studio RC. And remember, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal.